Welcome to Moving Core Word, elevating God's Word to engage truth, emerging with greater faith, hope, and love, while embracing His grace, mercy, and compassion. I'm your host, Jeff Watts, aka King Vision 1717. Thank you for joining me on this continuous journey that will essentially be unending into eternity. May you be built up to grow in understanding steadfast faith. Know to utilize secure hope and show unfailing sincere love in and through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who rescues us, refreshes us, restores us, remains with us, revives us, replenishes us, redeems us, and raptures us. Father God, I ask that you bless this time to focus on your word and teach us what you want us to learn by your spirit and to be encouraged within, to have your peace that surpasses all understanding, guarding our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, that gives us freedom to walk with you moving forward in this life here on earth, and furthermore into your heavenly kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's episode is entitled, Value of a Coin Come Up Short. In the last message, Vested Interest of the Shareholder, we learn that God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has vested interest in believers as well as for the lost. They are the shareholder of the sheep and do not want any of them to be lost or to perish. The parable of the lost sheep reveals the tendency of some sheep to wander off and shows the commitment of the Good Shepherd to leave the 99 to search for the one until he finds that sheep to bring him or her home. Have you ever lost or misplaced something important and valuable to you? Once it is brought to your attention, you immediately get the urge to look for it fervently until you find it. In the message today, a woman has lost one of her ten coins. You may think that losing one coin in today's modern era is not a big deal and is easy to overlook. However, what if you lose or misplace your wallet, purse? You have your driver's license, social security card, debit card, credit card, and maybe some cash. You're not likely to be passive about it being missing. You will look for it until it is found. If you're unable to find it after some devoted time to search where it may be located, you immediately begin to retrace your steps and think about where you might have lost or misplaced it. You will call the places you've been to to see if it has been turned into a lost and found. How often have you experienced 
that gripping uneasy feeling leaving you distraught over something you value missing? What about losing your keys or your phone? Most people will be frantic trying to find either one. There is a heightened awareness of the critical need to find the missing item you value. When I was younger, I lost my wallet, looked for it, and went back to the places visited prior to, and ending in a futile attempt to get it back. I never found it. It was a sinking feeling not being able to have it returned to my possession. I felt violated that it wasn't given to the workers or the management of the place where it was lost, or even to police to contact me of its retrieval. It took me quite a long while to let it go, get over it, and move on. I didn't feel comfortable with someone other than me having access to my identity in the form of my driver's license and social security card. Both of those were were replaceable, yes, and I was able to call the bank to have my debit card and credit card deactivated. However, the feeling remained of being violated by another human being, lacking respect for another's belongings. I've also had frustrating experiences of misplacing my keys and phone, yet was spared the despair upon finding them each time. There is an overwhelming feeling of gratitude and fulfillment when receiving back your personal and valuable items. I have also lost my wedding ring twice, and it was paramount that I find it more than because of its value monetarily, but because of its value sentimentally. For it was a gift given to me by my wife, of course. The first time I lost it was while throwing brush from our front mowed lawn out into the empty lot next to our house. I realized later upon going into the house to wash my hands that my ring was no longer on my finger. I immediately went back outside and began to look in the general area of where I had tossed the brush. The empty lot had not been mowed, so the grass there was taller. I couldn't find my ring after some time of searching. I decided to pray for God to help me find it. I don't always hear a still small voice, but on this occasion, I heard his voice as to where to walk and when to look down. He led me to the exact place to look, and as I peered through the grass, I saw it. What relief and excitement I had. I'll never forget his leading me specifically to where to find it. I was just incredibly thankful to him for his help and guidance. The second time I lost it was mowing my father-in-law's front yard. I would realize my ring was missing and I began to look in the yard. Again, I prayed for God's help. I didn't stop looking until I found it. It was easier locating the ring this time, with it being in a small yard yet just as rewarding. I was extremely thankful when I placed this special ring back upon my finger, with his help for finding it once more. What about the lost coin? The woman living back when Jesus walked during his time here on earth would have valued that silver coin as much or even more so than we value our wallet, purse, keys, or phone. It may have been a part of her inheritance that would help her one day when she couldn't work. 
The value of the silver coin was no doubt worth more than pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters lying around, or that we have kept in a jar at home. The silver coin reminds me of a gift given to me that meant a whole lot, and I felt loved by being the recipient. My grandma, on my mother's side, had a collection of silver dollars. One day, she gave each of us four grandkids a silver dollar to keep. I valued that coin given to me because, yes, it was a gift from her, but also because it was rare for a kid at the time to have one in his possession. People even now do not carry around silver dollars to spend when shopping. They are more of a collector's item and can even be worth more than a dollar depending on the year and mint value. Luke 15, 8-10 The Parable of the Lost Coin Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus once again reveals the value of a person who is lost being found and has returned to his or her rightful place by repenting and returning to a relationship with God. The angels of heaven rejoice whenever this happens. Webster Merriam Dictionary definition for come up short that I chose for the title means to not go far enough and to be insufficient. The woman came up short of how much change or coins she owned in the parable. So she determined to look for it until it was found. It would only be sufficient having all ten coins, not just the nine. There is also coming up short in respect to salvation due to one's own character flaws and being born into sin and continuing to have sinful behavior. Each person is not able to go far enough to make it on their own without his help. Furthermore, no one is able to enter heaven except by putting their faith and trust in Jesus to do this for them. Every person is insufficient within themselves to be holy and pure because of their personal sin being present. God's standard is perfection, and His justice is that sin leads to death. However, Jesus will go far enough to find you and make sure not one of any of His sheep remain lost or perish. He lived a perfect life in our place and died on the cross for our sins in our place so that God's standard is met in His Son, and God's justice was met when all of the world's sin was placed on Him at the cross. What is His heart's motivation now? I think three verses delve into His character and give spotlight toward what He is willing to do for any one of His lost ones. Matthew 5.41 If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. John 6.39 And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. 2 Peter 3.9 
The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. If a coin can hold so much value, how much more are you to him who died to save and rescue you? Do you need to repent and return to him as his inherited possession? You are worthwhile and worth it to him more than any other coin found in the world. We are all sinners and often need to repent and turn back to the Lord, as it says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Let's look at this motivation of finding someone who is lost further. As a parent, your child that wanders off in a store or at a park is of the utmost value, more than any amount of money, and you're even more frantic about locating them quickly for their safety and security. I have five kids and would often take them to play at parks together when they were little. I had to constantly be aware of their location and the surrounding area for possible predators who may be inclined to kidnapping. I remember the healthy fear induced from watching the 1983 television movie, Adam, which portrayed the six-year-old Adam John Walsh, middle name that of his dad, who was kidnapped from a store and killed. Anyone watching it would from then on keep a closer eye on their own kids. In today's world, the dangers have become exponentially a possibility and even more imperative that parents know where their children are at all times. John Walsh, Adam's dad, has made it his life's mission to protect children and find those who are missing. Imagine your child being lost. You would drop everything to search for him or her until found. The good shepherd, more so than a parent, is highly motivated that none of his sheep are lost. I encourage you to return to him by calling on his name for help, by repenting from wandering into sin, and by doing so you will not be disappointed nor put to shame. If you are lost in that you have never believed in and trusted Jesus as your Savior, you may do so now. Pray from your heart. God, I know I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe Jesus died on the cross for all of my sins, was buried three days, and rose again. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive my sins and come into my heart to live as a new creation. Thank you, God, for becoming my Father. And give me your Holy Spirit to help me walk in this new life I've been given. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Moving Forward, and I look forward to hearing back from you and giving feedback, asking for prayer requests, sharing a testimony, and or desire to join CORE Ministry. Feel free to reach out anytime by connecting with me through my email, kingvision1717 at gmail.com, or through my website, corechurch.wordpress.com. May God bless you and keep you in his care. Remember, Jesus loves you. Until next time, brothers and sisters.
continue to abide in him. If you are a seeker, continue to seek him, and you will find him, for this is his promise to you.